Hello, and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. This is Sarah Poet. I'm your host, and I am recording this intro about two weeks after I did this interview with Rose Kaz. And I was re-listening to get myself in the mind space to, to develop this introduction. And what happened was that I ended up re-listening to the entire episode because it's so good. And I think I needed to hear everything we talked about over again. So welcome. You're in for a total treat. We are talking today about all things you know, busting out of the patriarchy and doing it differently and what it means to be a disruptor and what it means to go forward with the mission, even though we don't know what it's going to look like, even though we don't have all the answers right now. And this is really important, I think, for anyone who does know that things need to change. You have a calling, you feel this sacred remembering rising up and out of you, and you're wondering, but what am I going to do, you know, or you're feeling the maybe imposter syndrome, like little me, how can I make a difference? I have so much respect for Rose Kaz, today's guest, who I'll introduce in the bio during the interview. And what I love about this episode is how real and honest we both are. So Rose is a friend of mine. We're having a conversation in this episode about being change makers and really what we face as we are attempting to do these really big things. Um, sometimes we feel really big. Sometimes we feel really small, you know, all of the above. Um, it, it's real. And thank you, Rose, for being here on the podcast. So good to have you in the space. Thank you for your real conversation. Thank you for your big hearts. And I cannot wait to, um, to have y'all listen to this. Welcome. Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are. I'm your host, Sarah Poet. Women are healing from outdated paradigms and we are rising. And we're not doing it by fighting or further depleting ourselves anymore. We are doing it by remembering who we are and standing in that unified truth. Here, we remember together through stories, tools, and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Visit sarahpoet.com today for tools for your feminine, masculine awakening journey and to schedule mentorships and couples coaching with me directly. Now, let's begin. I'd like to take a moment and extend an invitation to the women listening to this podcast to join the Sacred Remembering community. So if you like the podcast, if you've been listening for a while and you want to step closer into community, we have been formulating it. And I think we started the Sacred Remembering membership and community with the community calls almost a year ago, which is um, very interesting because it has been this really beautiful build. It was one of the only things I've ever done in my business that I didn't push, (laughs) which is so beautiful. Um, And it kept feeling very, very authentic um, to offer this 
And recently, probably within the last month, I have felt um, an energetic, oh, what is the word? Solidification, perhaps, or, um, you know, the establishment of a deeper energetic in this community. And it is feeling very real to me at this moment, very transformative. We have members who are stepping forward in their sacred gifts. These are women who have not owned these gifts uh, anywhere else in their world um, before this point. And that lights me up. I really wanted the sacred remembering community to be a safe space uh, for women waking up to the truth of who they are and owning what might not be a mainstream gift. That's the reason that a lot of private clients have found me over the years. And so I know that as we're awakening, it's like, wait, did I really just, you know, predict the future? Wait, can I really feel energy through my hands? You know, wait, do I really want to step into the bigness of who I am? And the answer is yes, yes, yes. And um, so this place that we are co-creating is a wonderful place for you to step into your gifts. That is not the only reason that we meet. We're meeting in community. We have a Mighty Networks platform. Um, today's guest, Rose Kaz, also uses Mighty Networks, and we love it because it's not Facebook. It feels so much energetically uh, more clean, if you will. And in the Mighty Networks portal, where it's a social media platform, and so you can bring whatever truths you'd like to share, whatever questions you'd like to ask, start conversations, answer questions. You know, if you, this is another way to say it too, if you have been interested in my work or in taking a step closer, this is a wonderful place to do that. And so um, we have this general social media platform. And then um, we also have a couple of monthly calls. We have a community call the first Sunday of every month. And then the third Sunday, we have um, a sovereignty and a religious recovery call where we're talking about moving out of the separation matrix and the separation paradigm and into the unity paradigm. And what does that look like in our behaviors and our energy body, um, in our sacred practices, etc. Um, every woman in this space is sovereign. There's no guru. There's no, you know, one teacher. Um, we're all waking up you know, to what's possible in community. Um, and then we have some bonus calls as well. This month, we had a mother-daughter call where we actually had um, intergenerational, you know, healing experiences, cross-conversations, um, talking about owning the truth of who we are and the embodied truth of who we are. And we had, we even had three generations on the call, which was really, really cool. So, this place is feeling very special to me. It really is like opening my heart and home to you. Um, and that feels so, so good. And so if you are listening to this podcast and you've been listening for a long time, I know that, oh my goodness, I would probably blush to know how much you know about <laughs> me personally because of how much I share on this podcast. But the reason that I share it is because I'm offering that we can live in the truth of who we are and we can be messy and explorative and 
you know, we need each other. We need each other. If, if the past few years have taught us anything, it's that we need each other. And as a woman, I'm definitely um, experiencing this very, very deeply and stepping honestly more into my leadership and my calling to hold such community. So it is my absolute pleasure to invite you to the Sacred Remembering membership um, community. You can find that via sarahpoet.com and go under the work with me tab and you'll find the membership information there. It is a monthly membership. And right now the rate is really low. I foresee the rate going up just a bit in September. And so if you are thinking about it right now would be the time to join because you will be, um, the, the, uh, rate the current rate will be honored and any current member will not have their rate increased over time. So welcome Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for waking up to the truth of who you are, being so brave, being so, you know, disruptive to an old paradigm and um, for stepping closer and closer and closer into that unified truth of your heart. We need you. We love you. Welcome. And here is Rose Katz. Hey, Rose. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. So good to have you here. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Thrilled to be here. Yes. Okay. I'm going to uh, read your bio and then we'll jump right in. Rose Kaz is the femme founder of the LBI, which stands for Lady Boss International Backstage Pass, the newest and hottest social media built together by femme thought leaders and industry disruptors. She is successfully pivoting her production company to flow into a new way of leadership in the hybrid world of online and in-person conversations about doing business differently. Definitely check out the LBI uh, platform online on Instagram and check out all of the amazing interviews that Rose is doing. Rose leads those conversations about money, sex, and politics that encourage other business activists to do the same in the structure of our wealth and health growing endeavors. She comes from a background of photo and video production, serving women forward companies. You can learn more about Rose Kaz and the LBI Backstage Pass at lbibackstagepass.com. And I will add that um, Rose is one of the smartest women that I know. And yeah, and the most heartfelt women that I know. And so um, it has been an absolute (laughs) pleasure to watch, you know, what you're doing for the last year and a half and know you a little bit longer than that. Um, Rose took my first set of entrepreneurial photos when I ventured out of um, being a school principal and, and into this world. And so known you for a couple of years Amazing to have you here on this platform. Thank you for all you're doing and for the leadership among women that you are exemplifying right now. So I really look forward to this conversation. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for having me. And thank you for that kind introduction, though I wrote the words. It's always nice to hear other people say it with like anecdotes and fervor and just the the actual support of, 
of what we need to move forward in these new leadership ways. So thank you. Thank you. Yes, you're so welcome. I know. Like when you write the bio with all of the words that you hope to, mm-hmm. you know, have impact and then someone's like, no, actually let me lift this woman up. <laughs> or yeah, I you was know, like cheering up. Like, oh damn, I am doing that. Shit, girl. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah. So let's recognize that. And um yeah, so thanks for being here. And I think um I I got to see you last week in person here in Asheville and you're the speaker at uh, women and wine. And I, um, I've had these moments too, where you like prepare, prepare what you're going to say. And then you're like, fuck it. And you throw it out and you had one of those moments Oh yeah, and just like came from the heart. And so thank you. And I think that's where I want to start. This is, um, what's on your heart. Like, what are you passionate about? right now, because we can talk about all the things we produce or the things that we do, but really what, what I'd like to start this with is, um, what are you caring about right now? Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, so yeah, that, that heartfelt, you know, I was all prepared with all my notes and my slides and it was like, I felt tired and I felt overwhelmed. And this wasn't even with the most recent SCOTUS ruling of, you know, last Friday with women's reproductive rights. This was the week of, right. And so what I feel most passionate about right now is like being where we are in the moment, knowing that there is a lot of fields and there's a lot of extreme mansplaining and just the patriarchy is ripe for its rudeness. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And <laughs> those of us who feel hmm. the effects of it in ways that are less than kind or less than helpful or make us feel small or make us feel like we can't be our biggest, best lady boss selves it becomes hard to keep going forward. And so last week, all of those feels, and now this week, you can see where if, for those catching the vid, like I'm out in nature. I'm like, this is Camp Counselor Rose right now. And so I literally, <laughs> I'm in charge of nobody here, by the way, except for <laughs> what I'm doing on the internet. Um, I'm, I'm, it's like the holy both end, right? Like I'm really trying to keep going forward with this mission because I know that we need safe places both on the internet and in real life as women thought leaders, as industry disruptors, as business activists to do things differently. And the thing I've been realizing in the last week or so, and probably even before the last week or so, to be honest, is that it is so fucking hard and it is not my job. Like I did not break this, but I will help fix it. Right. And granted I am, you know, I am a, a, I, I look as a white woman, right? Um, I have privilege as a result of that. And so what have I been able to do in the last year and a half with that privilege to make this platform exist so that little by little, women like you and other femme forward leaders are able to move the needle and affect progress? Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, let's, you know talk about what's real for, for just a minute more. Like we don't want to like bitch and complain and we want to um, acknowledge. And I was having a conversation. I'm trying to have a really, a lot of really awesome conversations with my 13 year old right now, because Mm. he is, um, he's a projector in human design. He's got a lot of opinions and I'm like, let's talk about what's going on in the world. You know, young man, young man, who's going to grow up to be an older white man. And so, um, I was, um, where was I going with that? Sorry. I was. <laughs> no problem. No problem. <laughs> that like never happens on the podcast or it does. And I just like pick something else up, but, um, okay. Take two. 
Like what just happened? I know. I was like, maybe my son was like, don't talk about me on your podcast, mom. Like, I don't know what just happened. (laughs) (laughs) Like uh, the idea was there. That has been happening though. (laughs) That has actually been happening to me. And I like a lot of times that'll happen to me on my period where I'm like, whoa, thought just like, like period brain. Right. And I know that mamas who've had babies are like mama brain, right? Like maybe it's just busy brain. I don't know. But my thalamus is like, girl, you need a break. You thinking too hard about saving all the damn whales. Like, I think that's what just happened. Cause I was like, wait, I don't want to bitch, but I want to go back. And then I got like stopped. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I was like, stop. You may not go there. You may not go there. (laughs) Okay. So we may not go there. Um, so yeah, whatever I was going to say about the the little man, I don't know, maybe it'll come back, but take it away. Take us somewhere else. Well, so, so ripping off of the, like, you know, coming, always being a hundred and being honest with ourselves where we're at individually and of the collective, like I also am a manifester generator. Like I am like out there, I have opinions and like, don't tread on me. Don't, don't fuck with me. Don't mansplain me. Yeah. Excuse me, like, excuse my French. Sorry. I'm, Do it. I'm, yeah. I'm learning the new rules of FCC. So I'm learning where I can drop the F bomb and not, you know, um, but I'm, <laughs> I'm a fiery personality. Right. And I've like, I've, I was raised in a house that was like, eh, if you could tune it down and I'm like, I don't yeah. know how to tune it down. Right. And so I've now just in this last epoch of my life realized that like, I'm not here to tune it down. I'm not here to be quieter. Yeah. I am here to be a bridge between that which is old and archaic and oppressive and patriarchal and that which will be much more supportive. Um, Perhaps right now it's idealistic, but it can be activated um, by, by folks like us who are disrupting the status quo and saying, this isn't working for most of us. Right. And so that's what I'm, I'm super passionate about and making space that it's not my one job to save all the whales, nor is it your one job or any specific person but collectively, if we can get this mission together, right, if we can really activate um, what it means to be a femme forward leader, what it means to be a humanist versus, let's say, old school versions of feminism, right? Like if we're really yeah. activating change and not just saying, oh, that really pissed me off the other day when I heard about that, but I feel so deflated by it or I feel too busy doing all the other things that I don't have time and space to like deal. So I'm going to put my head in the sand. Like this yeah. is my call to pull your heads out of the sand. We can, we can stand proud together. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And you're so much about collaboration on the backstage pass, which I so appreciate because it is such a feminine, you know, leadership, um, forward thinking way. Um, so it's a, it's so funny. It came back to me what I had like totally dropped there, but I was explaining to my son, I was explaining, um, you know, that, that ideas that I have had in entrepreneurship, have taken longer to get off the ground, like being kind of like a one woman show. And, um, you know, then I see, I've been talking about feminine and masculine on the internet for five years. And Mm -hmm. I have really deep thoughts about that. Right. And then there's like, you know, I, I try not to get angry about this, but then there's like, you know, a white brother who's starting to say, you know, pretty basic level shit about feminine masculine. And it has got like, tens of thousands of followers and, you know, who knows what kind of money they're making and who knows what kind of investment capital they had in there. But I was, I was telling my son, like, you know, the patriarchy still exists even when I'm trying to bust out of it. Like, even when I'm trying to um, create something different and say, like, I'm not playing by those rules anymore. It's like, you know, I've had so many people look at what I do. And over the years, 
I got this like, oh, that's cute vibe. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, look, Sarah Post oh, nice. changed the world, you know, or like, you know, impact in some way and make a living at it. And it was like a couple of years in of like super hard work where I realized, oh, patriarchy is still like, oh, look at what those, you know, that cute femme the girl found uh, Yes, right, right. And so... um yeah, just acknowledging that, like acknowledging that because we know that that's true. We know that like, you know, women are still being taken less seriously in the startup spaces, in the, um, in the, in the world changing spaces. And so how are you, uh, finding that, you know, to be true in this like massive, I, I see your, uh, vision and mission as like very big. I, you know, I don't know how you, um, I don't know how it feels over there to be the one holding this, but like you did not um, come to play small. Like this is a very big thing <laughs> that that you've been doing. And so what kind of feedback um, have you been experiencing, you know, all over the board? Oh my gosh. I mean, so true. All of the truths on that. And I appreciate, as you were saying, your experiences in the first couple of years, I can now see like just anecdotally, you know, women like you and a, a collective, like a, it's a small collective, but there are women that are like, I see what you're doing. I recognize it. I support it. And it's from now I see your, your lived experience of a similar, like, uh, uh, and I know there's yeah. this, right. Like it, in any business that you start on your own, you're out there. Like it's like fire by baptism, like just run into the pack of wolves and try to make friends with those motherfuckers, right? Like yeah. just go. And this particular type of business, what I'm doing and what you're doing I like to often say same mission, different copy is so intense because as you said, like the patriarchy still exists and like our cute little stitch and bitch or our cute little girl gang. It's like, okay, yeah, we're coming for you mofos because really, right. Like, and, and I think about all of the women, all of the sizes, all of the ages, all of the, 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 the colors under the sun over the last milieu who have pushed forward on, you know, different journeys, on different walks, on different movements towards equality, right? Like I think of how, what our great grandmothers and our great, great, great grandmothers and their girlfriends would think about what we're doing. Like we are prolific, you know, and just because the internet who, by the way, was started by men who, by the way, is still run by men wants to make us feel small and be like, Oh, isn't that cute? Like, you know, and women can still do that. Women can, uh, you know, Amanda Bell, Dr. Amanda Bell says like just putting pink on the patriarchy doesn't solve our mm. problems of, of, of wage gap of, uh, their laws on our body, things like that. Right. So I really think it's important. A couple things like I, I can share feedback, but I'm, I've been getting, but what I have needed, not just wanted, like needed to do is like the feedback comes secondary, maybe even tertiary, like after the first part of me being like, this is what I am here to do. Yeah. And I have tried to quit. I have tried to get a job. <laughs> I have tried yeah. to like, you know, be like, oh, I can't. But this project, like I've been having these conversations since 2017, right? And then the opportunity during COVID to pause my my then big business of production company working in large event space. Like, okay. Okay, but I don't want to keep... But it was like... <laughs> whatever source universe, like whatever. It's just like, yo, you got to keep going. You got to keep going. You got to figure the, out the new way. Yeah. Right. Too. right. It's like, you and, can't get out. Yeah. <laughs> right. And it's like, and, and in some cases, just again, talking generally with business, like 
once you dig so far into the cave or into the hole or into the mountain or whatever, it's like, well, I don't want to turn around now because I might find light any minute. Yeah. And aside from that sort of, cause that, that's like a little ego driven, but I ask myself pretty much every day, if not every week, depending on where I am in my cycle, is this ego driven or is this intuition driven? Right. Like, yeah. am I listening to what, the, what the world needs or am I just like, I have to be the coolest bitch I know. And I'm like, <laughs> how about both? Right. Like how about both? Because yeah. again, referencing the recent SCOTUS, you know, passing of, of, you know, nobody gets to choose if they have an abortion or not. Right. It's yeah. like, okay, hold on a second. I have a lot more work to do. That means this platform is more viable than ever. I need to keep having these conversations. I want to connect with more women that have a similar mission, different copy, right? Because as thought leaders, as industry disruptors, the world needs us now more than ever because it's just yeah. a little messy out there in the patriarchy. <laughs> and we're not, right. we're not going home. We're not going home. We're not, no. And like, it's like, <laughs> we'll like cry on each other's shoulder, you know, Pat the pat the back and be like, we gotta keep going. Um right, because right. like what you know, look what look what's happening. Um and, right. and I, you know, these are like power grabs. These are power grabs as the world is changing. I like to remind us of that. Like, yes, we, you know, there is a collective impact. The feminine is like actually energetically anchoring on the planet. And so these are power grabs. So we know that. And I just did a podcast uh, episode 123 is about like not looking externally first, right? Like if we orient externally first, we're going to be pissed. We're going to be tired because we're going to be fighting all the time. And so you have to go to that like internal why I love what you're saying. Like if you go to yourself and, and I have the same, very similar conversations, like, am I insane or Mm -hmm. is this divinely guided? You know, like I'm either the craziest yeah, craziest right. bitch I know, or the most, the biggest <laughs> genius I know, right? It's like, uh. oh, so so much both, and I, um, yeah. If you had, you know, this conversation a couple of months ago would have had a very different tone with me because I right. was like, I don't know what the fuck I want to do. Um, I, I was telling people on here, like, I don't know what's going to happen to this podcast. I don't know. Mm, I remember, and yeah, I was like uh, riding this wave of feels, and I'm, I'm all about women optimizing our energy and using our energy in the most optimal ways Mm -hmm. rather than like burning ourselves out. And so I think, Mm -hmm. um, I was a little bit burning myself out, did another like deep dive with human design, got clear on like, where am I using my energy, how and why, and how am I really supposed to be using my energy optimized to the next level again. And then it was, um, during Heartland, I, I teach this, um, offering called Heartland that's like all about like how do we actually turn from these patriarchal energetics into sovereign energetics and I mm. teach this right in this pretty esoteric um offering and so I was asking these questions kind of while I was in that offering mm. and um just in the past probably month like 2 to 4 weeks I had a deep deep remembrance of it wasn't just about my why, but it was like, you know, spirit or my soul, like waking me the fuck back up. And I said Mm -hmm. to um, this person I've been dating, he's like, you know, what are you going to do? And I was like, oh, I just remembered who the fuck I am. And and I was like, uh, excuse me, hold my purse. I know my purse. (laughs) 
<laughs> and, but like, that's, that's what happened. I can't even explain it energetically. It was just like, I'm going to stay committed to my soul, my evolution. Yes. My mission, but like, how can I be, you know, used for the biggest impact? Like, what is my soul here for? Mm -hmm. And I know that that answer is actually like bigger than anything I have Mm -hmm. grokked so far. Like my vision so far has actually been a little bit like, you know, small, Um, Mm -hmm. but I was, you know, getting my, my feet under me, so to speak. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, I just, I just have this, like, I may be the craziest bitch I know Mm -hmm. and, you know, raising a child like, like in this, you know, unknown realm Mm -hmm. is, um, it may be crazy. It may be crazy. But it's only, if I can interject, Sarah, it's only crazy when we compare it to normal. And remember when we, remember when we heard all of the, let's get back to normal during COVID closures. It's like, okay. I, I said this a ton of time when I kept hearing, I was like, we're not going back to anything, right? We're going yes. forward and yes. whatever the new normal is, but I'm just, I'm, I'm challenging that like notion of crazy based on, you know, cause I think the same, right? Like, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm, I'm running through the savings that I had. I was like, you're supposed to save that. Like my business was, was working, you know, pre COVID yeah. and I was saving and it's like, okay, so yes, I would like to go back to that model versus like, oh, now I'm spending all of that savings and I'm leaning on, you know, loans and I'm yeah. applying for grants. This is, not normal. People go to work and get paychecks, right? That's normal. But also I, I, some of my favorite lady bosses are like either, you know, just totally scraping by, like literally not even, not even in business, right? They're just humans doing the best they can on barely any money. And also very affluent, like too many cars, too many clothes, too many. Right. And both, both, both versions of these lady bosses share with me this moment right now of being like, I don't really know what I want to do with my time and energy. I just know I want to do different things than I've done in the past because it doesn't feel like what I've been depositing into my savings account, whether it's real cash or, you know, metaphorical energetic, it's all currency, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like there's this sense. And when just circling back to your original question, I was like, the feedback I've been hearing is like, I love conversations like we're having here. I love conversations where I can learn from other femme forward women, you know, oriented people saying like, Okay, cool. Because I'm hearing you. First of all, it validates my experience. So I'm like, awesome. I see you. I see you. Great. And then yeah. I can learn from what their experience is or just like take the pulse of like, oh, wow. So I, I'm feeling this and I'm at this socioeconomic level and this is my crazy out of the box yeah. living. Right. But this woman who has her multiple homes and her Roth IRA all saved, you know, and all her boxes checked is having a similar experience to me. Yeah. And to this woman who's like living in her family's busted camper in the middle of like nowhere USA to help her dying parents who have, you know what I mean? So it's just like, there's this collective. So what the fuck is crazy anyways? And what are we, what, what is, if we're here on this planet to do a thing, then maybe be crazy. It is because this old system, that's crazy too. Not working. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And I really love that you brought in the spectrum of like wealth and, you know, acquisition. Cause I think that, um, in my opinion, oftentimes in the female entrepreneur space, there is a lot of pressure to, um, you know, quickly build to a lot of income. And you and I know that, that, you know, what kind of energy are we using to do that? And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, I mean, what's, 
sometimes it feels like what my soul came here on the planet to do was like wash out every patriarchal energetic. Like I'm, I'm a no to patriarchal energetics. And so when one Mm -hmm. comes up in my life, it's like, well, that's just not going to stand. And Mm -hmm. so I have to figure it out differently. And so, um, I, I really love, there's a woman named Rana Wilson, who I interviewed on the podcast too, but she's the conscious money guide. I really love her energy around money. Um, people can check her out on Instagram too. And um, it was episode 111, which I remember because it was a fun number and we were talking about numbers. Um, but Rana's always talking about like, your money is going to go up and your money is going to go down. And it's not just about amassing wealth. Like we want resources in the hands of women and we're going to fluctuate as we figure out how to do it differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I'd love to hear your perspective of this uh, since, you know, five years ago was about right when we did those gorgeous portraits of you, I must say, like, yes. I, I love <laughs> that color with your purple, with the flowers, like you're, you're leaving your structured job, J-O-B, right. Yeah. And you're going into this changing, like you felt it from within and yeah, You know, I think what I want to know from you is like, when you were, when you say, what kind of energy am I using building this? Yeah. Like, right. Because oftentimes, and I've done this even with the backstage, like, it's like, okay, cool. So we can, okay, we can do an event in Florida because it won't get canceled with COVID closures. They didn't have COVID there. And then we'll <laughs> right. do an event in, online and then we'll do an event in North Carolina. By then it should be okay in March. And then we'll do an event online and then we'll do um, an event in Detroit. And then we'll do an And it was like, like this was all in three months, y'all. Like that is, yeah. that is, that is some patriarchal, like penis mm. energy of like, keep mm. going, keep going. Go, right? go, go. Mm-hmm. And then I was burning myself out. I was burning my team out and all because I'm trying to do business differently. And I was like, hold on, this is exactly, I am becoming my own antithesis, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. maxing the fuck out for something that I want to change, which ultimately isn't changing me. And so these last three months since then, um, basically the half of April, May and into June, I have, and it's like, it's a, it feels weird, right? Like even today, my, what I'm doing is inter- doing this interview with you and I'm going to take another hot tub soak and then I'm going to write and I'm going to record my first podcast and that's it. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's I a lot. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's the kind, that's the kind of right. crazy bitch I am. Right. But cause then I'm like, <laughs> Oh, I need to get in the inbox. I need to pay some invoices. Yeah. I need, I have two books to read. I need a, it's like, yeah, okay, right, no. But I'm yeah. actually trying to, I'm actually trying to be the prophetess of doing things differently. And so I have to do it myself. And so how was that for you as you were coming in and out of the, you know, I know your experience in yeah. academia was like super patriarchy. Like, what was that? <laughs> like shaking that, how, how, you know, and the energetic, yeah. like, gotta build this thing, gotta build the thing. Yeah, it's interesting because thank you so much for sharing that and for this question. I love talking about this. I, I love talking about this on this podcast and everywhere else. But my, it was very interesting. My pendulum swung to the feminine. So I went from this like hyper masculine emulation of like, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. And then I was like, I swung to, oh, everything will magically work out. And like I was, not putting the structures in place. And that was like the first, you know, six months I was like, everything will just work out. The people will just come. And then, but like, I didn't, I didn't have right relationship with my money. I didn't have right relationship with my structure, which is healthy, masculine energetics. And so I I see a lot of women kind of like run from the patriarchy and run from the push of the unhealthy masculine, what I would call like the hyper-masculine energetic. And then it's like swings the pendulum to the, to the feminine, but then like 
doesn't actually, you know, know how to work with money. I see a lot of like female entrepreneurs who start with a vision who then struggle because of that energetic. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I did. And then realized like, oh, I need to be with healthy masculine energetics and healthy feminine energetics in my money. But for anyone listening, so so this is a huge part of my work. It's been a huge part of my struggle, I would say, or my learning and my hard learning has been around right relationship with money because I had a ton of, I mean, and I think we do, like we have a ton of, um, you know, programming or like misinformation and I had dad trauma with my money. Mm-hmm. Actually, I had like dad mm-hmm. trauma and mom trauma. Mm-hmm. And so I look at everything with feminine, masculine, like through that through that lens. And so it's like, well, you know, how do I have right relationship in my inner masculine with money? And how do I have right relationship in my money, um, with the, with the feminine, but lately what I've been like, you know, downloading or, and living is what happens when those two are in union in me in regards to money. And that I think is where we go into like a new paradigm of money. Um, and it's so interesting Rose, because, um, my human design says that like, I am here to help shift paradigms around like materials, resources, you know, like how we exchange as a tribe. And I look at, you know, what I've been putting out in the last couple of years. Cause like when I'd figure something out, I was like making things. So that's how I made structure and flow, which is like my planner system. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, I I downloaded Heartland, like from, from this esoteric experience that I had on a piece of land. And that's all about feminine resources. But like my system was guiding me because I was just saying like, no patriarchal energetics, like Mm -hmm. these energetics of exchange that deplete the feminine, I am a no to. Mm -hmm. And not only that, I am interested in feminine replenishment on this planet. Like yes, replenishment. And so that's the energetic that I have been like living toward. So in many ways, my life is amazingly replenished. Like the mm-hmm. number of hours that I work, you know, the relationship that I have with my kiddo, the the quality of man in my life, you know, mm-hmm. like where I live in the world. Like these things are these resources are so replenished. My inner resources really replenish my health better mm-hmm. than ever, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, money is one aspect of our resources mm-hmm. and it's an external resource. It's not, it's not, you know, our internal resources are like first. So I love that you're taking mm-hmm. care of yourself and you're like, I'm going to get in the hot tub. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll read a book. Maybe I'll do a couple of things, but like Which my energy s- is valuable. Well, and it could sound so like, oh, how bougie for her. What a nice thing for this white bitch on a Wednesday or whatever, Thursday afternoon to like do that. Right. But also feminine replenishment, not a cream ladies. Like it's a, it's a way of being right. Like it's, It's, we have to. And if we, and, and I think a lot of, in the last week we've seen, you know, this woman, I shared it on my stories and I'll keep sharing it. She's calling for us to as a, as a response to the Roe v. Wade verdict is to, to not spend any money from, you know, the American holiday that is 4th of July through July 7th. And I think this is really interesting, right? Because this is, this is an economic resource money as, as an energy, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that we get to be in charge of, right. Like I can say, do I spend this, do I buy a $5 latte today or not? Right. Do mm-hmm. I take, do I take that 
$5 and um, keep it for myself so that like I can store up a little bit of nuts and like do something to, like, right. We, mm-hmm. we seem mm-hmm. to get into these ways of being that like, well, I, ha- you know, don't talk to me till I have my latte and I have to do this. And then I did it. A- and it becomes this, like, this is the model of which I exist and I, I yeah. live by. So I can barely survive this thing called patriarchy, even though we're like, it's totally yeah. fine. It's like, but is it? Right. right. But like, is it? What is empowerment? And like, who's telling you what empowerment is? And so it's not empowerment for me to chase money and like be on a money chase by working my ass off and depleting myself. Like it, it is, it is not the way I came to live. Well, and and you're so, just going to burn, you're going to constantly burn out. Right. And I, yeah. I'm sorry to interject. I just have to share yeah. this one extreme mansplain experience of the utmost annoying eye-rolling patriarchy. I was, for one of the times, the few times I had a job, I, like I had a job. right? I worked yeah, at this yeah. company. Side note, they fired me, not once, but twice. That's the kind of lady <laughs> boss I am. I was like, okay, sir. Um, but I was there like, number one, I was doing all this like crazy good, like, like I was basically a photography company, but I had to sell the imagery, whatever, whatever. And I was doing really great. I was making them a ton of money. I was making myself a good amount of money. And I was working my ass off, right? I was literally working my ass off because I came to make awesome imagery and make good money doing it. I'm not a starving artist. This was my whole shtick when I first like started working in photo and video. And anyways, I'll try to keep this tight. But ultimately, when I finally get a meeting with the CFO, who'd been kind of blowing me off, blowing me off, he shows up to the meeting in sports shorts. I'm not sure that he's wearing any underwear. Like I was like, this is casual. I don't need this. Okay. And, and I'm like, so basically like I, you know, I've worked for you guys for this long. Like I would really like to be able to make X money, you know, and like, you know, I make, I make commission anyway. So it doesn't, it's no skin off your back to give me a bigger cut of the commission really. And also you're giving me more responsibility with this other brand. So I will need, you know, a little bit more money and also some health insurance. And, literally this mofo do you want to know what he said to me he was like you know rose it's like 50 cents isn't enough so you get a dollar then a dollar is not enough and then you need you need a buck 50 and then two dollars isn't enough and i was like what the fuck i was like this guy this guy's not giving me a raise i was like this is this is when i get fired the second time because i was just like yeah, no. So like if I'm working for $2 worth of labor, like not $2, but you know, like yeah, yeah. maybe felt like it. The metaphor, um, yeah. Then, then I'm <laughs> I love that meet. those are the numbers that he chose. Like he chose I like, know, not, <laughs> like like pennies. Like if I throw another penny yeah, at you, right. you, you little, you little minion. I was just like, so I was like, I almost threw up. I was like, oh my God, yeah. really? I'm like, seriously? Yeah. I've anyways. And so the reason why I remember this story and that I share it now is because that motherfucker, like, thank you for that. Here, hold my purse because yes, yeah. I am always going to level up, but I will not be chasing that damn 50 cents, right? Like yeah. I will figure out a way that right. if I need to have another 50 cents to continue on, yeah. I will find it and I will do it because I'm a resourceful kind of lady boss, but I'm yes. not going to, I'm not going to like bust my ass and like kiss yours just so that no. I can get it. And that no. takes me back to this awesome image that you had shared once on social that had like a bunch of dogs in the ready to run, and then the cheetah laying back like, I'm not racing, bitch. I'm a cheetah. I'm yeah. a cheetah. All right. <laughs> Why am you I know? racing? Yeah. And so, like, mm-hmm. what if my question to all the listeners is like, what if we had cheetah energy just like five percent more every day? Yeah. A little less dog energy, a little more cheetah energy, just yeah. like a little. Not yeah. we're not trying to say full script because like maybe you got to deal. You got to be a dog now and again, right? You got to. Yeah, you're gonna have right action. 
right? So, so this is where like masculine in its healthy expression is not patriarchal at all. It's not power over. Right. It listens to feminine. It's like with your deep wisdom that you gain because you gave yourself a rest, because you went deep, because you went to spirit, you know, all of those things, like because you went to your body, which I'll talk about in just a minute, because you went to your body, here's the information that, you know, that then the masculine is like, oh, now I can serve. That's the the optimal expression of the masculine. And Mm -hmm. so in each of us, that's our action. Like our action has to be actually in service to the feminine and the family. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, because it has to go from like exploitative to, to caring to service. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's like, that's the world that I want to see, but, um, I can't believe I'm bringing this up right now, but I'm going to do a podcast episode on the whole thing. So I'm I'm just going to bring it up right now. But, um, so I live a, a pretty soul led, pretty esoteric life. And so I'm taking right action, but I am taking that information from like the feminine, from my mysticism. Um, and so right at summer solstice, mm-hmm. I um, won't go into details about my relationship, you know, like the, with a man, but like, you know, and, and I'll own completely, like we all have twisted energetics about how we will relate to men or how we will relate to, you know, systems of money. Like we were just saying, like, where do we give our energy mm-hmm. as women and why are like, and what are we willing to put up with? And I talk with women a lot about this, like in order to secure our resources, in order to secure love, you know, like what are we willing to put up with kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I have some of those I'll say like a collapsed energetic or, um, you know, I'm still ringing the patriarchy out of me. Right. Mm-hmm. And so right after, um, it was like summer solstice, like the day of summer solstice, my intuition is like, start Yoni steaming. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, okay. Like I just heard it so clearly like Yoni steam. And so I like go to the garden, cut some oregano and basil, use some essential oils, like squat literally over grandmama's mixing bowl. Like I don't have a fancy setup. Right. And then Mm -hmm. like you, you put the hot water, like you make a tea and then Mm -hmm. you're like, you steam in your vagina. Like I never even say the word Yoni except for like people call this Yoni steaming. And so I'm like, okay, but you know, otherwise I'm not really saying the word Yoni. Um, Mm -hmm. so anyway, so I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm following this intuition. And I do this. This was like in the morning. And then I get in the car and on the way to the woods with my dog, I have the biggest energetic. It was like a smoke lifting off of me of this gross patriarchal energy. And I was like, I just cleansed some patriarchy out of me. Like it was like, it steamed up through the pussy And then through the body. And I was really excited because like, okay, I'm just going to say, we put a lot of things in our pussy in the name of liberation, right? Like like, all kinds of, you know, gadgets, penises, like, you know, these things. Steam, probably the most liberating thing I've ever experienced. So Mm. I know. So it like cleansed this layer of yuck out of my system. And at that moment, I was like, (laughs) the next thing I heard spirit say was 21 day practice, like 21 day spiritual practice. You're going to do this for 21 days. 
and nothing else gets in you in these 21 days. And it has been one of the most profound experiences of my adult life. I'm on day 11. Wow. And it is, it is like bringing a new level of sovereignty to my experience. Like, you know, anyone who's like, I got to cleanse that relationship out of me. I got to cleanse that patriarchy. I got to cleanse that energetic exchange out of me. And this was not in, in relation to like the man, I'm not even saying that, but it was like, um, you know, what am I still doing where Mm -hmm. I'm relaxing my sovereignty to, you know, ideas that I have that I won't be okay. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, like things I have to do for love or recognition, just, we ha- we all have those energetics like, oh yeah as a result of patriarchy so i I'm, I'm doing a 21 day yoni steam practice and every okay. day it is like i am lighter and lighter and lighter okay so i think this is phenomenal first of all second of all <laughs> like i don't mean to make fun of it by suggesting this so please take it as deep respect but yeah, like yeah. there's like the bucket challenge and all sorts of other like tiktok but like I feel like there's no time now to have like the 21 day Yoni challenge, like on the gram or whatever, or on the backstage bed, like Mm -hmm. get like, I mean, not that like you would necessarily like, you know, show the footage of the Yoni steaming per se, but like, I mean, it just feels like reclaiming the word pussy generally and anything to do with like our sovereign parts of pussy and then making them feel act love and just generally be more good for ourselves forget what i mean not forget but i'm sure i I also want to hear what happens on 20 day 22 like (laughs) i don't know i don't know i mean because i'm just following my intuition purely and like i'm following something much bigger like i am going deeper into the feminine because i was calling it forward because i was calling full sovereignty forward um and yeah it's just like the next level of my practice by the way i don't even know someone was like I don't think you're supposed to do that every day, <laughs> and, you know? And I was like, I don't know. I'm doing it because my spirit told me to like, mm-hmm. I'm following my body and my intuition. And there was one day that I didn't seem, cause like I did feel damp. Like if people are familiar with like acupuncture, like I felt damp on the inside. And so I took mm-hmm. one day where like, I honored the practice without actually steaming. But then the next day I was like, I was ready for it. And so um, it's quite, powerful. And I'm looking at the timing of that. And that's like, you know, we had father's day, we had summer solstice and we have, um, this Roe v. Wade thing. And I'm like, my pussy has never been more sovereign. My feminine energy has never been more sovereign. <laughs> I want that to be a t-shirt, Sarah. I want that to be a t-shirt. My pussy you has never t- been. Yeah. Done, done, done. Yeah. You make the or t-shirt. Or maybe it's just sovereign pussy. And then on the back forever. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And like to explain this to a, you know, to a man, to this partner, I was like, um, I don't know why I'm doing what she's telling me to do. And, and like, that's enough. Like there, there's no other explanation needed, you know? And he's like, okay, like I hear it. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm going to do, we'll do a podcast episode on that. I'm bringing back, um, the woman who I, I did a podcast episode on Yoni steaming. I think it was episode 40, like back from the, you know, from the vaults, cause this will be 125. And so, mm-hmm. um, that's already out there. And, but it, you know, when you do it, it's like a shamanic experience. It's, it's pretty incredible. I, I think I did it once at like King Spa or Spa Castle, one of those like crazy European or Korean, um, yeah, like 
that the like Korean yeah. grandma is like doting on you. You like sit in the tent, and I was like, yeah. it felt very. I was like, this is clusterfuck. Like if it's just for my my putang, like why do I gotta like be in a ziploc like up to here? Like this, it wasn't a ziploc. <laughs> yeah, but it was like seriously. Stayed. I was like, so, yeah. So I was like, this is. I can't. I hated it, but I yeah. would totally like. My one of my friends, her man made her like a, a custom yoni steam where like she sits yeah. on this like it looks like a, a throne. Yeah, yes. it looks like a damn throne. That's and what I, we all need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she just sits. She just sits on. She's like, I can sit right now and just like you know have a glass of wine. <laughs> like be that that that. I'm like, okay, that's a whole it's, nother. It's so good for you. It's like good for the digestion. Good, but but you know, being as sensitive to energy as I am, like I'm bringing it, you know, kind of like up and through. So energetically, like you bring it up and then when it doesn't want to go, like the steam is not actually going through my whole body, but energetically it's going through my whole body and it's just like cleansing everything. But I'm actually, I'm waking up in the morning feeling so much lighter. Like this is phenomenal sovereignty practice. So I love it. Okay. Well, I'm totally yeah. good. So you're on, you're on 11. Stay so 11. July 10th, I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. What's right. going like what's what's right. happening on yeah. day 22? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Like all, you know, working on like receptivity, you know. So I think I brought that up to say, um, I sense, and this is true for my life, and usually I'm channeling something for the collective while I'm like you know, tuning in on these things, but you know, there's this, you know, sacred feminine, like likes to say that, you know, the womb is a creative space, right? So the more we are claiming back, like the woman's body and these, these like, you know, womb parts, um, yes, there's more creative energy, Mm -hmm. right? And like, we need healthy feminine, healthy masculine, like we need them both. And so the thing that I am like beginning to really tune into through this practice with like full, you know, sovereignty, nothing else coming in my body, like during this practice is that my, my womb is like starting to spark. It's like speaking up and it's talking about like feminine creativity in a new way. And then like, real, you know, gestation and real, like bringing money through in a new way, like in a high, high integrity way. Um, Mm -hmm. so anyway, yeah, I will, I'll keep you posted on that, but thanks for letting me kind of like go down that road. Yeah, totally. I'm super, I'm super interested to hear more about it. And I think I'm like, as you were saying that, I was like, I wonder if I could figure out, I'm like, I'm like campiest as fuck up here. Right. Like I'm like, yeah, I, I don't have a garlic mincer and I'm like, you know, like you come up with things yeah. when you're camping. I'm like, I probably can't come up with my very first DIY Yoni steam in the woods. But when I get back to city mouse mode, I might be like, girl. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know. I think I'm going to get one of those chairs. Um, all right. So I want to come back to, and maybe this will be how we wrap up, but we'll see where the conversation goes. No rush. I want to come back to disruption. Mm. So um, I was having a, a very important, very sweet conversation with a woman yesterday. And this just goes like, like big love to all the women hearts out there. Right. Because I hear a lot from, you know, clients and, and just women that I want to make a move, but I don't know what kind of disruption it will cause. And I don't want to hurt my family. And mm. so, like, I, you know, women wanting to, to change their lives, you know, what I would say, like following that sacred remembering path or following their truth and, and like 
you know, coming into their purpose and they're saying, but I don't want to cause disruption to, you know, my, my children, my family, like, so, so let's, let's go there. And, you know, I, I worked with her tender heart through that conversation. Um, but it was interesting that that word yesterday was like, I don't, I don't want to disrupt that. And then here today, we're talking about disruption and it's like, Mm. how do we embrace disruption? And this kind of goes back to what we were saying about like the crazy, you know, or Mm -hmm. or like whatever we could call Mm -hmm. it, but yeah, let's, let's go into disruption. Hmm. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I'm going to like, again, paint that picture of the variety of experiences as a woman, right? Like as a female oriented person that could have, you know, lots of cash money in the bank, little cash money in the bank, have a corporate job, not have a corporate job, have eight jobs, have three side hustles, right? Like our experience as, um, you know, a, a woman can be very varied, right? And so personally for me, my experience is that if I don't disrupt things, like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like Ever since, like, I can track it from like grade school. I was always in the principal's office because they had, first of all, my, my mom sent us to Christian day school because it was cheaper if we joined this church to go to private school than anything else. And half of my family is Jewish. Right. And we were like, listen, reading catechism and then having science class. So I'd be like, I have a question. I was disrupting. I was naturally disruptive. Like they didn't like it. It was ruining the day because I was always like disrupting. Right. I tend to think that was helpful because in learning lessons, you know, like it's like, well, let's have more perspectives, but teachers, they felt otherwise. And principals were like, Oh, it's you again. Right. Um, But within my makeup, like that's just the kind of student I was much to my family's dismay. And then again, in high school, same kind of experience, a little different audience, right? Public high school is slightly different than private school, but same kind of, I would get in trouble because I was disrupting, right? And on through college, I figured out where I could disrupt most peacefully, (laughs) so to speak. And now, you know, in this chapter of my life, it's like, okay, you know, I'm not married. I don't have children. I'm taking a huge loan and putting like fiscal responsibility on the line to disrupt something. If that doesn't work, whose, whose life am I bothering? Really just mine. And I could figure it out. Right. And so I just say that all that, you know, everybody's version of what disrupting is, is going to be a little bit different. Right. But what, what can each of us do? Like back to the question before is like, what can we each do 5% more to be a little more like cheetah energy? Right. Like Mm -hmm. we, I think all of us, all humans, we acquiesce and often do things that aren't necessarily in our, our highest interest. My highest interest right now is to be sure that like I'm using all of my privilege to dismantle old ways that are oppressive and change them and not just bit and not just have a thing that's like I'm going to bitch about this because I'm so sick and tired of it but to actually build something different right? right and so I'm because I have the position I have right now I'm happy to be doing the heavy lifting so that other women who don't have that much free time or are like I would except for like I got four kids right now and I got to feed them and I also have to keep this flywheel going in the patriarchy so that I have money to feed these kids so that they can go and maybe be better leaders. And then I could catch up. Right. Cause there's yeah. different, we're all at yeah. different places. And so it's just out of curiosity, like disrupting what's, what's even right here versus like the concentric circles. Cause then what happens like back to the reference with your, your son is like, 
you're with those kinds of conversations with him, you're disrupting the narrative that boys will be boys or that this is just the world we live in. And so I'm this like freak of a mother that's doing things differently. Like you're normalizing what you're doing in having conversations with your kid. Right. And there's other examples of that. One time when we had um, a lady boss lounge panel back in 2018, like I said, we've been having these conversations for years uh, in different cities. Right. So now we just have the Mm -hmm. platform to, to support them. But we were doing a conversation at Soho House in Chicago, and and this woman came up to me like two days later because they have like a co working space also, and she was like, "Hey, I just want to say like the conversation that we had the other day was so inspiring to me that I actually went to work yesterday and I had a conversation with my boss who I'd never talked to, and like asked if I could have a little bit longer conversation about X Y Z, right? That disrupted that person's regular." nine to five that disrupted her boss's nine to five. And now they're going to have a different relationship as a result. And hopefully that lady boss will have a different experience at work as a result. And shoot, that was, I don't know what, seven years ago. So hopefully she's got a whole different experience as a result of those little ripples of disruption that just came from that conversation. So I think a lot of times we think that like, in order to change things, we have to like make this tsunami or cataclysmic or like elephant in the room thing happen today. And when, in fact, I think the work that you're doing, the work that I'm doing, and the work that a ton of the thought leaders on the backstage pass are doing is to just push the needle every day a little bit. And you know, I mean, I'm the, I'm the bitch that wants to kick the damn needle. I'm just like, yeah, run the ball. Whoa, let's, let's go. Let's go hold my purse. Like just really <laughs> some of that masculine energy. And I'm also learning that if I'm going to keep this thing going forward and I'm going to keep disrupting, maybe at a high level for those who have to be at a more moderate because they don't want to flip the family script today, maybe in a year or two. But like, if we put our own sovereignty, I can never say this word. Sovereignty. Sovereignty. Yeah. Sovereignty. Sovereignty. I can say sovereignty. Yeah. Sovereignty. If we're going to put that forward, (laughs) like before the latte, maybe we want the fucking latte, buy the latte, you know, but maybe like, yeah, you know, is there a way that we can just say like, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because I like it? Am I doing this because I care? Am I doing this to keep somebody else safe? Or am I just doing this because I'm supposed to do this thing, yeah, right? And right, last right. thing I'll say on that is like, as as we know full well from the great resignation, right? Like that is largely led by women saying like, not, not running that race. That's cheetah is not running that race, right? Not doing it. Yeah. We need and a new game. game. Yeah. We, we need a new game. We need it. Yeah. We need it. Let's fuck the game. Let We need a new organization that yeah. doesn't make living a game and a struggle to to get what we need as if for, for any human right and yeah. everybody has their struggles but yeah the game yeah. the game is busted yeah game is busted we need new structure new integrity i love that and um you know to use some of the language that i use here on on the podcast it's like aligning to you Right. Like I think sometimes when we've alluded to this throughout this conversation, but um, thinking that the disruption has to be the fighting, like has to be fighting everything else. And like what you're doing is you're building an alternative. I'm Mm -hmm. building a a community where, where women waking up, have each other, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. um, and I want to talk more about what it is you are building before we close. And so it's like aligning to that intuition that is coming through you, that passion, that purpose that is so naturally coming through you. And, and that's also how we will succeed. 
Like mm-hmm. I have no doubt that what you're building will succeed. I have no doubt that what I'm building will succeed because like it's got, you know, the the source in it. It's got God in it, like what the universe in it, whatever you call it. It's like the truth mm-hmm. of our soul working through us saying like, you know, go, go for it. Like you are the one who will do this, mm-hmm. you know? So the ego might be like, I am crazy. This is crazy. But, you know, we would not have the calling, the intuition um, to do it. And to disrupt, mm. I think, if it wasn't ours to do. Mm-hmm. And so um, I love that. Like wherever any woman is on her journey, when she has a truth inside of herself, she knows what the truth inside of herself is. She right. It. Well, when you argue, yeah. Sarah, that just to inter- sorry to interject, yeah, yeah. that that when when we feel that right, like as probably as humans, but I know from my experience as a woman, when I feel the aversion, like, it's like, this isn't, this isn't of service to me. And then yet do the damn thing that I don't want to do. Yeah. Then I resent that person yeah. and myself. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, so think of that, sorry, like, to, I don't want to put any more guilt, but like the consideration of like, sometimes when we keep doing the things that we don't want to do, because we don't want to disrupt, what are the effects of that on ourselves, on our kids, on our family, on the world, if we're like, fuck that. I don't want to do that, but I still do it. Right. Like, so how can we just not do the things that make us resent ourselves and other people? I love that. Right. I love that. Honestly, I think that that's the energy that I'm steaming out of my pussy. Like, I think it's it's a resentment steam. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, like, you know, I'm just, you know, clear, like I'm just clear. And, and it's like, I will listen to myself from here on out. Like everything that, you know, like you said, like when it doesn't work out, we knew it in the first place. Like, you know, I was, I was overriding something of my Mm -hmm. um, truth in the first place. And so, um, yeah, all about that next level of alignment. So Rose, tell us, we mentioned the backstage pass, but like, tell us what you're building. You're building an alternative social media. Yes. Yes. Um, one day it'll just be called social media, but <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so we have, we have, we have like, you know, female doctors and female lawyers. It's like, yeah, we're just doctors, lawyers, you know? Um, but that's where we are because we're in the patriarchy mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. still have to have like the other thing. And this is the other, yeah. this is there. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of groundswell movements of women doing awesome things. And it's important for me that, and I think important for us that we bring all of this, all of these different siloed movements together. And so what we're building on the backstage pass is essentially, you know, a femme forward Facebook. It's a lady boss LinkedIn. It's a matriarchal MySpace. I know that dates me a little bit. I'm a vintage millennial. Um, but you know, I've, I've been building this thing for as far as in the, in the internet, right. The tech piece of this, uh, since last May, 2021. And so we're just over a year old in Actually, technically, we launched in fall. So we're maybe a little less than a year old. But as far as um, the platform being up and live, it is. You can go to lbibackstagepass.com to learn more how you can be a part of the community. Um, And essentially, what we're doing is we're trying to bring together all of these thought leaders, all of these industry disruptors, even if you're just industry disrupting light, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? Even if you're like... Interesting. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. And and I will say we initially when we initially launched, we were like, okay, women in business. We already know like women in business are tenacious. We go out there, we 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 put our mouth on, you know, or we put our money where our mouth is, we put it all on the line. We're kind of like, ah. But also what I've noticed in the last year is us small business owners like coming back 
from COVID closures, like we got a lot of other shit to do besides like fix all the broken things. And so we've cast a slightly wider net saying, okay, business ladies, like we got you come back and have part of the conversation. If you know, you want to learn how to start your podcast, check this out. You want to be featured on a podcast. You want to figure out where you can get funding. Girl, I have got like the gold on, on access to resources when it comes to grants and even some small interest loans and other ways of getting funded. We have conversations on bootstrapping versus crowdsourcing. If you should look at getting an angel investor, or maybe you should just stick with friends and family for a little bit, just conversations about these things that are helpful for anyone who's just really interested in not sticking where they're at in their own business, working for other people, and just generally pushing the needle forward on progress. We have a lot of information about civic engagement, Um, not only like what's happening in the midterms, but where you can go to register, you know, sort of politicking 101, just simple steps on how you can engage, even if that means just following a new blog or listening to a new podcast, we have all these recommendations. So if you think about it, it's like (laughs) no small feat, right? Like the internet is somewhere you can go and find anything, right? But what we are creating in the backstage pass is a very intentional, safe and inclusive space that supports specifically female leaders, right? And so like, when I say safe, I mean, you're not going to hear like your racist Uncle Jerry ranting off about like such and such this or your cousin's fifth, you know, b- b- d- dirty diaper from her baby yeah. today or like whatever, right? Like, this and is you're, very in- sorry, yeah. you're not going to be told that you're cute. <laughs> right. You're going to be taken seriously. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Like actually, yeah. like, uh-huh. hey, like for, yeah. And, and to riff off of that, like we have a bookkeeper, a badass bookkeeper on the um, mall area of the backstage pass where she's offering her services people have said like, well, yeah, I'm trying to find a new account that doesn't patronize me. We've got one right there, right? Like we yes. have Sarah's courses listed there, um, yeah. the structure and flow of the masculine and feminine. We have Dr. Jackie, who is a marriage counselor who works with you know entrepreneurs specifically because our divorce rate is a little higher just mm-hmm. as a result of our tenacity to go out mm-hmm. there in the world. And mm-hmm. so it's a, it's a pretty robust platform for sure. Um, there's a lot of information. We've tried to keep it really clean so it's not overwhelming because we also know that the internet is a noisy place. But the one thing that is really the most exciting thing to me about what we're building is that we have the opportunity to do these pop-up events in person that basically speak to the conversations that we have on the backstage, literally 24-7. But then we get to like, you know, say, hey, girl, you know, get our headshots taken together, toast and have an in-person conversation in real life and then maintain the momentum of that conversation on the platform. Because a lot of times when I've gone to things in person, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then I go back to my regular life and I'm like, but I want that awesomeness and I want that community and I want to know, you know, who was that woman in the blue dress or who, who was that bookkeeper that doesn't uh, patronize, you know, her, her clients. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it's literally a hub. Right. And so, yeah. uh, that's what we're building. And of course, I'm always so thrilled of your engagement and your participation. It really means the world to have people like see the mission. I heard someone the other day say, Oh my God, it's like you went inside my brain and you took this little chunk that I haven't even been able to translate for myself into yeah. words and you mm-hmm. put it into a platform where I feel safe and I feel inspired and I was like say it again for the people in the back you know like oh my god yes yes, yes because right your point right. earlier it's like am yeah. I totally insane or is this like the best an idea ever right you know right so, yeah absolutely yeah. um and I'll say a couple of things about that as uh, it, you know in my experience I encourage people to go back there go backstage um 
it feels good. Like you're using Mighty Networks. I'm also using Mighty Networks for Sacred Remembering. I like Mighty Networks. Mm-hmm. The founder, um, mm-hmm. just like it feels, the energy is so much cleaner than the, you know, the FB. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. even say it. Yeah. Just such a, such a great platform, like energetically clean, um, mm-hmm. the Mighty Networks in general. Um, and <laughs> Yeah. And, and then the community feels good and mm-hmm. like, you, you know, um, why you're there. And I think, you know, I I'm experiencing this too. Like it's a little bit difficult to get people to trust that online community. Like mm-hmm. no, really you can bring yourself here. You know, really you can like mm-hmm. share anything out. And in this community, it's like, you're going to be lifted up. And mm-hmm. as women, we're still healing from like, can I trust this sister next to me? Can I not trust the mm-hmm. sister, you know? And so it's like what you and I are building are places that it's like, yes, we're trusting one another. We're lifting one another up. It's like, oh, you need a photographer? My friend Rose, you know, oh, Mm -hmm. you're, you know, you're looking at at bookkeeping, there's Allie, you know? And so Mm -hmm. um, building networks of women. And I wanted to say this the other night at Women in Wine, you know, it's like at the end of Women in Wine, everybody kind of like hands out their business card or um, people donate something. And then there's like this giveaway, Like, Mm -hmm. okay, here's a half an hour of my service. Right. And I just like, I was driving home and I wanted to be like, okay, next time at women and wine, I'm just going to stand up and I'm going to say, what do we all do now? Go tell like five people about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what we need to be doing as women. Mm -hmm. Not like, oh, look at Rose. She's building something that's really cute. Right. Mm -hmm. In that patriarchal Mm -hmm. kind of patronizing Mm -hmm. way, but be like, no, you, you would love this. You're starting a business, like get on back here. Like mm-hmm. you, you're a disruptor, get on back here mm-hmm. um, or get into this, right? Like mm-hmm. come on in. Um, and so, yeah, we need to be actually referring women business. Does everyone hear that out there? Everyone listening? Everyone listening? Like <laughs> right. actually refer women business and, and stop being like, oh, she's doing that. She's building that. Like, we're not, we're doing this together. Like we yes. all have to do it together. Um, a thousand percent. Yeah. Yes. And even if that, I mean, and again, acknowledging how busy, cause maybe I'm, I anticipate someone hearing that mean like, girl, but you just do not know how busy I am or how overworked or how, how whatever. Right. And recognize, and is it possible for you to somewhere in your, in your day, like don't go on Facebook yeah. for five minutes and come backstage. Don't right. go on Instagram for five minutes and text your girlfriend and say, like, I don't have time to get on this app, but like this thing that Sarah's doing is incredible for us. Right. It's not yeah. just like, oh, right. that's so cute. And I have to tell you in closing, like that person I was dating recently <laughs> did a couple mansplaining. Oh, you're so cute in regards to not so much the platform. Oh, there was a little mansplaining in the platform, but he learned quickly. I was like, Hum, do not no. mansplain my platform. No. But like, there was a, there was a few moments of other, like, you're so cute. And I was like, lady boss does not like that Uh, patronizing. And then, you know, it's like, so like, how do we maintain the momentum of like strong and bold and forceful without just being like, shut the fuck up with that and cut it out with that and stop patronizing me all. Cause like that becomes its own sort of like oppression in our own self. Right. So we just have to like, yeah. Right, you got to right. yoni, yoni steam it out. Girl. I know. Well, this is why I teach. <laughs> yeah, this is why I teach energy sovereignty, and I do want to lift up this beautiful man in my life who is like, "You are courageous. How can I support you?" You know. And when I'm like, 
21 day yoni scene. He's like honored. So they're out there. They're out there. Women. Um, yes. Yeah. They, yeah, they can learn to lift us up. And the more sovereign we are in our energy, you know, the less we have to. Right. Like, and then it's like, fight. it's like, oh, you, the, you know, they'll get it. They will get it because they will feel the energy and the sovereignty. And so I think we learn that, you know, with other women, we learn it together. Like we're doing it, cleansing yeah. the patriarchy out of us and out of our systems and our platforms. So yes, ma'am. Rose, cause I don't want this to end. This is great. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I always love our talks. We, I mean, just love it. So whether we're having coffee or we're at an event or we get to dish on the, the Zoom, it's always a pleasure yes. to be in, you know, good sisterhood and making, you know, making change and being a disruptor. And I like to say being a little bit of a shit stir, stirring the shit. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for being here. It's awesome. Thrilled. As usual. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for having me. All right. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.